You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Now plug yourself in the ass. It's the time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. Welcome to the first episode of What We Did at the Fringe. We're doing things a little bit differently. Last year, all of our Audio Buzz podcasts, uh, we did one episode per show, but that got to be like 20 episodes if you count all of our Fringe episodes, and that's a lot. It was a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to listen to. It's a lot to make. So this year, we are going to combine... We're still giving the interviews each of their own episodes, so those are all like separate links. We've done eight interviews so far. Minus me. Minus you. Yeah, Sarah just hasn't been around for the interviews. She just like strung me out and was like, go see everybody on your own. Uh, but our, I guess, reviews where we actually talk about the shows that we saw, we're going to kind of bunch them up. Today's episode, we are going to talk about five shows that we've seen recently. We're just going to run through the list of shows that we're talking about today. We saw Zero Days Without Crying. We saw Pounding Nails in the Floor with My Forehead. We saw Precinct, we saw the Chung Co Mystery Hour, and we saw the Monkey King Gets His Staff. Yep. Yep. Uh, joining me for the first time this year, because she just skipped all the interviews, is... I, was, I, had, I had things I couldn't not do. <laughs> I had, Words. I had things I couldn't not do. <laughs> um, senior Fringe Correspondent, Sarah. Say hi, Sarah. Hello. Hello. Uh, so we're just going to, I guess, run through these one by one. I think the episode's going to take about half an hour while we talk about these five shows. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't think any of these shows were bad. No. Which is, I mean, th- not to say, I mean, like, you don't want to, like, knock on, on fringe shows. But, like, with 100 shows and it's a lottery system, there's always the chance that you might go see something that maybe not, it maybe isn't bad. But something that's, like, completely not it's your like, cup of tea. It's like, ooh, you chose this. I mean, there's there's the the infamous throwback uh, is always the episode I think where someone the smeared peanut butter, peanut butter on That's, themselves. Well, you know what? We're still talking about it today. <laughs> so right? If that was the goal, it, it's been like what five years. Yeah, we're still talking just about it. You went to go see a friend show where someone smeared peanut butter. There was none of that. Like there was nothing where you were like when you came huh. out. Um, so we're going to run through them, I think, in the order that we saw them. Yeah, let's do that. Um, the first one we saw <coughs> from Bangers and Mash Theater Company, I guess, is Zero Days Without Crying. Uh, it was a sold-out show their opening night, so that was yeah, good. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, what was Zero Days Without Crying about to you, to me, Sarah? It was about the one-woman show mm-hmm. of her brain. The one woman show of her brain, kind of. I guess, like, the. the, So. So basically, it's like the way that she deals with depression and anxiety, and like, in those situations, like, what her thoughts are. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, okay. I get that. (laughs) Being being an occasionally anxious woman, it it spoke to you a little bit? Yeah, it spoke to me. Right. So the framing of this show is uh, the lead character, Jess, uh, basically seems to alternate between addressing the audience directly which i guess is like yeah explaining her thoughts i feel like we're her journal yeah yeah that's a good that's a good idea like i feel like the brain like that's what i'm saying when it's like like we're in her brain Mm -hmm. it's like that's her journal like we are her journal okay and she's like being honest to herself for the first time or something like that like that's what it really feels like kind of yeah yeah and then and then it sort of cuts away to i guess uh memories of things that happened so she'll like kind of like introduce the situation then we'll flash to it actually performing Uh, and where she plays both roles also the uh the lead actress uh yeah 
Exactly. It's, it is one of them show, but she'll like flip back and forth between characters. Like yeah. there are there are dialogue situations where she'll be performing both parts of the dialogue. Yeah. Like whoever she's interacting at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, how? Which I thought was like actually pretty cool because it's like a, that's a lot of work. Like being three people at one time because you're yourself yeah. and how you're acting in the situation, mm-hmm. like your outside self. Mm-hmm. Then you're your inside self where you're like, oh my god, what the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're that external person yeah. and it's like you, the way that your perception, like the way you're perceiving that third person being in that conversation. Right. So, um, this all sounds Which is real or not real. Yeah. Uh, I was going to, yeah, exactly. Cause you're it. fucked up. So <laughs> who knows? Who knows if the interview is even real? You know, who knows if sounds who, real, who knows if she was even being honest, like yeah. to us. It just seemed honest. I was going to say, though, this but sounds... But it, it's... Sorry. I was going to say, this all sounds a little bit heavy. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it... I did not cry. Like, okay, on a scale of Sarah crying, I did not cry. <laughs> so, I cry a lot. I fringe. Yep. Uh, I did not cry. And yep. I was very thankful for that. Yep. So, thank you. Because I didn't want to cry. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm going to get out of there. I'm going to look... I'm going to have, like, fucking pizza face where it's, like, all splotches of, like, red and white. <laughs> and then I'm, like, going to look like a monster. Like, people see you at Fringe, you're like, I need to go home. Just I don't look at me like this. I usually, like, put a two-hour gap, but we didn't have a two-hour gap between the shows <laughs> when it's like that. Yeah. But, no, I didn't I didn't want to go home and, like... Yeah, no, it's definitely like, a comedy. crawl on the sidewalk. Yeah. But it is a comedy. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I would say that, like, other than, other than there's, like, a few... It's like a comedy, moments. but not like it, it's a, it's a dramedy. <laughs> <laughs> dramedy. I, I would say that it's it's a comedic look at a serious yeah. issue. Oh, exactly. Like it's. I mean, the, uh, the it's like a auteur. better version. It's like a better episode of Girls. <laughs> a better episode of Girls. Yeah. More relatable. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, the 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 main character Jess is. Uh, is very relatable. You're kind of like you're rooting for her. You like you really sort yeah. of hope she gets her shit together yeah. throughout the course of the play. Um, who would you recommend this to, Sarah? Um, pretty much anyone. Like it was kind of fun. no, no children. Don't bring your kids. Yeah. I don't know if you're allowed to bring kids, but don't bring. Kids. I think it's. I, I believe if I'm not fully mistaken. Like I, w- I think a teenager should see it. It says 16 plus. I think yeah. that's a good. See, you know what? You did. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think. <laughs> 16 plus 16, is the right age. 16 to 24-year-olds should see this for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> because, like, although I am not 24, I identify. Getting honest here on the podcast. I, I identify as a 24-year-old, 22-year-old. Um, but, yeah, no, like, I feel like when you are, like, feeling that you don't know what the fuck's going on or mm-hmm. whatever and it's cool to like see her show if you're like around that age and like that's a fucked up time and i feel like that's how old mm-hmm. like she is either in real life or just as a character yeah. like and she's between she's not 16 but she's bet- she's somewhere like she's a college student yeah and then and i mean yeah. and just like we haven't really talked too much about like some of the insecurities that she does face well because i don't want to kind of like ruin it well like i'm just saying the, the the blurb the blurb says goblin troll pathetic these are some of the ways jess describes herself yeah. and i think that that's really like the core the core of the story is more that it's not just that she thinks that people see her this way. No, it's, it's that she, she sees yeah. herself this her way. Her inner monologue and just, just eating her alive. Yeah, and and coping with the like how hard 
uh, I guess young people, getting better. specifically yeah. young women. But what's cool? But not only that. Mm-hmm. What's cool is that she's like, "This is me trying to get better." Yeah. Right. Like it's not like fuck this, and I think that's why I was like, I didn't cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's she's actively improving she's like yeah. she's like reading books she's getting help she's seeing a doctor yeah like there she is taking she's steps. doing stuff yeah cool. and it's just yeah cool so i guess i like any, anybody 16 to 24 yeah. and just anybody anyway in general yeah but spe- especially if you're 16 uh, to not prudes don't go if you're a prune because you know yeah, okay but like let's be real I let's know, be real what prudes are going to fringe that's true right next up another uh, piece of theater that was definitely not for prudes um, <laughs> was Monkey Shine's productions of Eric Bogosian's piece written in 1994, Pounding Nails in the Floor with My Forehead. Definitely not for prudes. This no. was a uh, collection of monologues, um, all of which seemed to be pretty angry. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Nah, they're at, really happy. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. It's just saying that, but like, just sort of at the futility of life, I guess. Like, yeah. how would you describe the show, Sarah? So I didn't know that it was a play before. Okay. So when I went to see it, I thought it was like, they did it. Right. But then you told me that it's like, no, it's a thing from 1990s or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I was like, oh, okay. And so then I was like, well, I don't understand what's happening. So I didn't have like the background of any <laughs> of this. So I was like, I don't understand what this is. And I, cause like, I try to like not read the reviews or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I like to go blind. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's basically what you just said. It's just like a bunch of monologues, but all telling the same story. Well, that's it. I think they're all, all of the, everything. Everyone is fucked. But they're all, it's, I think it's like, that's a, it's a good call. I think that all of the different monologues, um, deal with like the existential crisis of being fucked. Yeah. In different ways. Like the, just the, the random cast of characters, there's like a, you kind of get the impression that someone's like a shock jock radio host who sort of like pines for olden times. Yeah. Even though it's the 90s and everything is terrible. And now we're in 2017 and everything is worse. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's uh, like a metro, like a subway riding. Um, punk. Like punk. Squeegee kid. Squeegee kid who's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. There's, uh, there's a drug dealer. There's um, a character who is, you know, ashamed of his own penis. Yeah. Uh, and there's, yeah. He's like too much in the movement. <laughs> Too too much into the movement, yeah. Um, but funny, like I yeah. I would say, like it's it's. I mean, like again, this sounds like dark. Which there's is also like, like the comedian. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's, there's a, a stand up stand up comedian. Yeah. There's also there's a the self help guy. The self help guy, guy isn't, isn't fucked. The self help guy has found a way to deal with his problems, but it's the worst and way. And he's fucking everybody up. Yeah, and exactly, he's found a way to cope. That was and actually deal. that was probably my favorite monologue. Now that I think about it. The uh, the con- contact your inner baby. Yeah, I feel that like it's not a huge spoiler to say what some of the monologues are about because anybody can look up the text for this. It's yeah. like it's there. It's a it's an established text. But if I didn't know that it was from two thousand and uh, sorry that it was from nineteen ninety four, almost thirty years ago, I would have thought that it was written for today. Yeah, like some of the things are like a little like dramatic, but that makes sense. Yeah, because also America. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> But yeah, like, I had no idea and it kind of held up. Like, I did know, like, when we started, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't know what to expect and I was like, oh, this is going to be super dated, but it wasn't at well, all. Well, and I think, I think that was kind of the point that and the, uh, I don't know if they changed anything. 
I mean, I think some of them, some of them, they made a little more Montreal centric. Like uh, they they talked about like the Metro voice. Um, he said like Prussian Station, Linda mm. Orange, whatever. Like they did like kind yeah, of yeah. make it a little more Montreal centric. But I, the, the rest of it, they really kept 1994. Like they talk about car phones, they don't talk about cell phones. You yeah. know, like there's they, they also talk about the Clintons. Yeah, exactly. They that, were topical then too. Yeah, which I, which I think is kind of one of the purpose that the um the that Monkey Shines Productions chose this piece was the fact that. What people are kind of complaining about and what people... The well, fucking thing. It's, it's exactly crazy. the same. Almost 30 years have passed yeah. and, like, everything, all of the rants seem to be the same. And, yeah. like I said, and maybe now even more poignant. Yeah. Um, I will say, and this, I take this as you will, we, we both have the same comment. This does have a runtime of 75 minutes. Uh, and it's a good thing that Wiggle Room has really uh, delicious cocktails. Because it does feel a little bit long. Because it is a lot of monologues to pack in to, I think, that one showing. Like, yeah, because it's like it's not like a light play. Yeah, it's like it, it's, it's not. It's grueling so like, in a lot of ways. Yeah, so it's not a light play. So if it was like if there were some lighter bits, like I don't know, another baby one kind yeah. of. <laughs> but like if it was if there was one lighter one, I think it wouldn't have felt as yeah. It's, it's like, like it's 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 back to back monologue for seventy five minutes. Yeah, like and they're gonna be yelling into you and they're gonna be making you feel that the world is going to shit. And that's yeah, in a, in you know a fun what? way. You know what? This play, when I left, I was like, man, I feel bad. <laughs> not not the other one. This yeah. one? I was like, ugh. Yeah, it, it didn't make you cry, but it made you feel like, ugh. Yeah, I the world's went, screwed. Like, because there's, there's, no, uh, there's no happy ending. There's no real no. closure. Basically, it's like the world has handed some of these people a shit hand, mm-hmm. and then they're upset about it. Yeah. Who would you recommend this to? Hmm. People who like monologues, comedy. <laughs> no, but I don't know. It's like I'd say there's a little. I bit think it's someone who's like into like a little bit more like the politics and like yeah. maybe um, just like like American culture. Yeah, I would say that there's a little bit. Um, it's kind of like a little bit of like Gonzo journalism meets the '90s. Yeah, a little bit. Like that's exactly a, there, how there's, it felt. There's, there's kind of like a Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, vibe to For a lot sure. of the monologues, yeah. Only with a bit more of a ninety slant than uh, than his stuff had, yeah. But uh, but yeah, like that same kind of like like rambling about just like the rot and the decay and the horrors of the world, like mm-hmm. in a, in a comedic way, yeah. Like that's I think pretty much the core of it. Mm-hmm. And everyone like did an amazing job. I felt like every time they changed who they were to do their monologue. Mm-hmm. Like they were a different person. Yeah, no, it was. It was you really saw good. them in a different way, which is really cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Then, the next thing that we saw, the third one that we're going to talk about, is Chung and Co's Mystery Hour. The Chung and Co Mystery Hour. So Sarah just had like a huge smile. She's like, she, I'm her, like, I don't even know where to. Her start. mind just got reblown. Um, Basically, the group McSorley and Chung, they had a sellout show last year called The Magic Hour. Uh, McSorley couldn't make it this year, so Chung was on his own. And he is... Sarah, what is he? He's a fucking mind fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no, I hope he a- uses that in one of his one of his cards. He's a fucking mind fuck, Sarah, 9to5.cc. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, it was so cool. He's like a... He's like a crazy mentalist. Like, I am like so into this shit. It's like not even funny. So he's mentalist slash sleight of hand. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, 
No, like, come on. So without, you saw what happened. Yes, I saw what happened, and and we and we not okay. So we're it's not going to give anything. It's very away. difficult to uh, talk about this without any spoilers because we definitely, obviously, like you said, we do want you to go yeah. see these if these sound appealing to you. But um, he does mentalist type tricks. Like for instance, he'll be able to flip some like a book in front of you and then accurately pick up which word you've read. Yeah. Like that's I mean that's, uh, like that's he can work for the CIA. <laughs> this guy yeah. is amazing. It's like it's like if you look at some mentalist videos, but he can do this and combined with a bit of sleight of hand also yeah, for sure. to to trick everybody into it. And um like I said we don't really want to spoil yeah, too really many tricks. Fun. But it's one of those he was definitely up there with like some of the best mentalist light of hand stuff you'll see on TV. Yeah. So if you put that into perspective, like this guy could be on TV. It was like it's hard. It's always difficult with a magic show to to say, like. Well, we're not going to say anything. Because we don't want to say what no. the tricks are. Well, no, but it's we're good, not like, saying but, but anything it's, it's good. about what happened. But it was so cool. Like a lot of participation in the audience. Yeah. So you got to be like willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um. But it was really fun. Everyone was like super into it. Mm-hmm. Like some people were like, you know, yeah. and then. And then I think he won them over because, holy shit, this guy is amazing. Well, you you said that you, like, the thing about the mentalist stuff, and this is, like, what, what's hard for me, not hard for me, but it's just, like, the mentalist stuff is I know that, like, part of it is a little Keith bit. Keith doesn't buy that shit, and he bought this. No, I didn't you buy it. You should see it. his face. <laughs> you should see his face, everyone. I no, want it's to, that, like, like, he's reading, Instagram he's reading your tells, he's reading your, like, like in a way, it, it's more impressive than sleight of hand. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, because he's like... But I'm pretty sure he, like, mind-fucked this girl, Michelle, or whatever the fuck her name is. What was her <laughs> name? You remember? I, I, not sure. I think it might have been Michelle. Anyway. But he gets, like, he fully engages everyone in the audience. Mm-hmm. He, like, tells a cool story about everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's fun. Yeah. And, like, he's a little silly, which is fun, too. He's not, like, super stuffy. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like... Uh, one of the things I like about uh, him is that he... Uh, the i guess i'm just gonna call him chung he's not referred to as anything else feels <laughs> you know i'm assuming it's his last name because it's chung and mcsorley with last year uh mr chung mr chung um it's just like a little kind of like self-deprecating and a little awkward and stuff he's not like a weird creepy like david blaine or no, chris no, angel no. like he's super cute i'm destroying your brain he's like no i bet you i can tell yeah. you what word you're thinking of boom you know like does it yeah um, but he's I'll, super charming. Yeah, he's very yeah. super charming. And I mean, I don't know if it's a rotating cast, but he does have a little middling act who yeah. does a very interesting. Maybe it was only for us. Who knows? Well, but he might have. I said he might have a bit of a rotating <laughs> cast. Right? I know, I know. Right. But yeah, he had. A, he had, he did have a guest, and the guest was amazing as so well. So yeah, so if you like magic, if you like sleight of hands. Uh, tricks, if you like mentalist stuff, like I said, we really can't talk about the show without spoiling it. So no. we're not gonna. But I think it's an easy recommendation that if any, if that sounds cool, like I don't think you can. Let's let's face it, listeners. Like to basically see that level of magic and have like an audience participation is probably going to be an expensive ticket for yeah. like a ten dollar ticket. This is fucking ten dollars. Yeah, or maybe twelve. I don't remember. Oh well, yeah, ten to twelve. But I can't believe, like honestly, like I can't because <laughs> I would have paid like eighty bucks to see. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, Sarah, don't tell him. <laughs> He's going to be like, oh, Sarah, welcome back. Uh, where's the other $60 you owe? I will, I will give it to him. Here we go, Sarah. Take all my money. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> Read my <I> mind. <laughs> Even though it's not my mind, it's my body. Yes. Yeah, very good, very talented. Had, like, legit 
head scratching going on, figuring out exactly. He's fucking talented. Yes. I hope he does well. I hope he does well, too. Um, now, Sarah broke, uh, for our next show, Sarah broke one of her, not one of one of her rules. Like, we're just going to put this out there. What? Sarah is not the biggest fan of improv. No, I'm not. <laughs> she says it like quietly, like like she can. I watch it. She'll watch it. I'll, I'll bring it. Like, I used to. I used to be a competitive improviser, so I like improv. I like the medium. I find it fun. I find it's engaging. I like Keith to see picks. people adapt. You know, on the space, like on the topic, on the theme, seeing how they they roll with the punches. I I kind of like watching that. Sarah's like it should be a script. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch people laugh at their own lines because they've never heard them before and have a story that doesn't come together properly. Uh, we saw Precinct, <laughs> an improvised cop show. Um, and it was really fun. But again, review I, would, over. No. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have picked to go see it. That's yes, like my I thing. I would not pick to go see it, but I enjoyed it. It was fun. Okay. And I enjoyed it, not but. Yes, and you enjoyed it. It was good. Uh, so Precinct, an improv cop show, is a long-form uh, police... Uh, what's, what's it's the like word? an investigation. Like a police procedural. Like It's like if you think of kind of like a law and order, although yeah. it's like improv- improvised and a comedy. And um, starring... I think it's e- more like... Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> yeah, it ends up it ends up being more like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But I mean, but like supposedly it kind of starts off yeah. as a cop theory. Uh, so I'll give you the quick rundown from their blurb. Montreal's plateau is the toughest borough in the roughest city. Officers John Calgary and Carl Boucher are hitting the streets to take down perps. Guided by Captain Bill Garber, Calgary and Boucher will investigate and solve every single miserable case wrapped in a manila that drops on their desk in the precinct. Um, I will say this. Because I've a it was at our show, b it's happened before, and c they even kind of addressed it. If you do go see the precinct and they ask you for a Montreal location, how about don't say Mount Royal because they've they've gotten it multiple times. I don't understand why no one fucking said it. I was like, I'm just gonna say something, but I was like, no, I want to experience it. I don't want to participate. <laughs> Yeah, also, oh my goodness, you you had an improv show, people. They were like, we need a suggestion, and there was dead silence. It was a sold-out house yeah. to an improv show, and they were like, we need a suggestion, and you could hear a pin drop. Like, we're going to review I was it. Con- we're not going to fucking participate. Yeah, I was... Con- wow, just like you didn't participate in Chung Well, that was by accident. It was by accident. I got <laughs> pulled into the magic. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I I kind of agree with you. We are there supposedly f- as uh, media members. We're there to review the show and talk about the show. So I was I was usually I like to shout things out at improv yeah. shows, but as as being yeah. there to review it, I was like I don't want to manipulate the show. Uh, but yeah, don't don't yeah. Don't. If you go see the show, just pick where do you live. If it's Mount Royal, don't say it. Say somewhere else. Yeah, say the Vendome Metro Station. <laughs> <laughs> or literally anything. Um, they also, interestingly, have a, uh, they have like a rotating cast of, uh, extras, apparently. Uh, we saw. Oh, yeah? Yep. Yeah, it's not always know. the same extras. Like, they, the cops and the captain are the same. Oh, okay. But the supporting cast is rotating with some cool. Montreal improvisers. Uh, we saw DJ Mouse. That makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, why did I blank on Mark's name? Uh, but like, uh, James McGee is apparently pops up in some of them. So there's a, there's a bit of a rotating cast. Cool. And I mean, 
uh, Dimitri and Andy, who we did have on the show in the interview portion of our podcast, they do a good job. They seem to have a good handle on their characters. Uh, Sarah just made glasses. And yeah. Andy Asif. Uh, I do, we didn't have the captain on. I don't yeah, remember his name. Yeah, I was like, name. what's his name? Yes. Andy Sorry, Asif and Dimitri are the two cops. Name. The captain, who uh, his character's name is Bill Garber. <laughs> I believe his name is. I think it's Jason Grimmer is okay. the uh, the actor. We we think you're Jason. Yes, we yeah. think you're Jason. Also had also I don't want to spoil it because maybe he recycles this line. But no, he don't had, say it. Don't say he it. He had the line of the night that Sarah has been like quoting incessantly for the past yeah, few days. Yeah, see, I liked your show, guys, and it was improv. <laughs> so I mean, if that's not the most glowing recommendation <laughs> of an improv show <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I liked your show. And it, was it was Sarah improv. saying, "I liked your show, and it was improv." No, uh, the captain was amazing. So Jason, maybe mm-hmm. we think his your name is. I think it was Jason. Um, I thought like it was really good that like his his role in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the extras were really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that makes sense for the show. Why I was like, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> Um, a little bit, but yeah, it was fun. I mean, everyone like seemed to have a really good time. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're really good comedians, so it works. Mm-hmm. But like, if they were not as funny, I don't think I would have walked out happy that uh. I went to go see this show. But you guys are really funny. Dimitri was really great. Um, Andy. Andy as well. Mm-hmm. Andy, Andy was hilarious, actually. <laughs> There you go. I think that's like that's that's glowing, yeah. glowing praise. Uh, and the last show that we saw, uh, or the or at least the last show we're going to be talking about on this episode uh, from Jingju, Canada. Sarah, went, <gasps> what what was the show, Sarah? No, we forgot to say who uh, should watch that show. Oh, who should watch the show? Who should watch Precinct? People who like to laugh. Oh, I was going to say you you kind of hit the nail on the head that if you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine on TV. Yeah, you if you like, fun? if you like Brooklyn Nine Nine, go see this because it was actually fun. It was like, it mm. like if they were channeling it, I thought it was a good homage. Yeah. So now to wrap up the show, our yeah. last show that we seen, the last show that we're talking about on the episode, uh, Jingju Canada brought us. Remember the name? You want to see if you can get it? No. The Monkey King gets his staff. I'm not trying. Like I, ba- I'm a backwards person. I can never say words in the right order. <laughs> That's why I kind of wanted you. <laughs> To no. uh, <laughs> I wanted you to take it. Um, Thanks for trying to embarrass me, Keith. What's the show about, Sarah? It's a lovely show about an asshole monkey mm-hmm. who uh, just doesn't care about anybody else but himself. Mm-hmm. And um, he meets some people who are great. They're funny. They're cute. Like? Like there's the Dragon King. Uh-huh. There's the turtle soldier, mm-hmm. and then there's also the shrimp soldier, mm-hmm. and there's Dragon, Dragon King's daughter. Mm-hmm. I guess Dragon Princess. Yep. <laughs> Dragon Princess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they just want to protect their land and uh, keep their civilization alive. And Monkey and Mon- King doesn't care? And, and Monkey King don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, what is the form of this? Well, there's a lot of, like, dance. Dance. I was okay. It's like it's, kind. It's, it's kind of Chinese opera theater style, yeah, like modern with a modern theater. a modern it's take more on opera it. theater. Yes. When uh, I say opera, sorry. I'm not talking about like the uh, the singing component. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The the, the Chinese theater. Like, Their costumes are freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. 
do you know, do we know if they make them themselves? I'm assuming they make them themselves. Because that would be amazing. Like, they're so nice. Mm-hmm. I would just go, like, even if you don't want to see this, just pay the money to go see those costumes. Because whatever they, like, put into that, they should deserve money. Yeah, the costumes and the makeup are amazing. They also do a kind of a, a throwback to... Um, the like the the, the older st- older style of theatricals like they all only have like a certain number of like facial expressions yeah that they can kind of art like do there's like really beautiful kind of like combat choreography that's as you said more of a dance like it's not doesn't look like a an actual fight it looks like a theatrical dance fight yeah it's amazing they use like they use sticks they use a lot of props uh, they, there's yeah. a ribbon dance ribbon, like the dragon princess yeah. does a super long ribbon dance I wish that's I, absolutely like, beautiful like, we looked up what these things are actually called because now we just sound like assholes. there's sticks there's yeah bigger sticks there's sword sticks there's ribbon it's hard, sticks it's hard to explain without actually knowing what it's called but it's like actually it's proper you know what I mean? yeah, yeah yeah that's it it's, it's all proper. it's proper very legit mm-hmm. it's um there's also an, an uh special guest that you open each show when we yeah. we saw Ooh. the flow benders, I don't know if they're going to be opening for other ones, but they for were us, cool. Yeah, it was a cool, uh, like a three dude, like band. A, an urban kind of dance squad that did. Uh, wow. Yeah, a three person dance squad that did uh, kind of like a stopping and locking, but like, but like fluid. Flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, Very cool so dance cool. style. And it was a good way to open it. I thought they were a really good opener. Mm-hmm. Because it kind of like set the tone a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I ho- this is like ch- child friendly, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, yeah. 100%. I hope they have some afternoon shows on the weekend because like you should take your kids because this is actually a really good show. To like, I don't think that they would be bored mm-hmm. because there's so much going on and they talk like like cartoony. Mm-hmm. Like everybody talks cartoony. Everyone's silly and cutesy. Like it's it's on Sunday it's at one fifteen. Yeah. There's an afternoon show. Bring so if you're your listening kid. to this, Father's bring your Day child. Party. Father's Day party, and there's the Dragon King who's like a dad. Yeah, there you go. It's a Father's Day thing. Did you say Father's King party? Yep. <laughs> I don't know. What I, I believe I repeated you and said Father's King because I was like, that seems. I don't right. think I said that, but anyway, mm, maybe. Uh, who would you recommend the show to, sir? Well, definitely like families, families, yeah. and like it was really fun. Like if you like dance, and if you also like cartoons <laughs> i like there's like a kung fu ish yeah like there's, there is like kung fu stuff it, it like. is very kung fu like cartoony yeah but like honestly the way that i it looked like a cartoon mm-hmm. like that's how when i was watching it i felt like i was watching uh an asian like cartoon like, do you want do you want to make your your note on the music that may or may not have given you a panic attack <laughs> <laughs> The music has like that, uh, that, 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 that traditional like, gong, 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 gong noise a lot. Yeah. And they fa- do that all the time. Yeah. It, like they move to that sound. Yeah. Basically. Which is very, it's amazing. It's the choreography so cool. and stuff is super good. They're so on point. It may have given Sarah, Sarah got out of the show and immediately had like a bad feeling about something. No, I was home. in the middle of the show and I was like, I need to get out of here. Oh my God, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> but it wasn't because I didn't like the show. I just like hadn't. You had to get home because something going wrong was going wrong at home, wrong was which I think that might have been might have been like the tempo and the tension of the music, maybe, but like triggered it <laughs> inside of your brain. So if you ha- if you have such a feeling while you're listening to the show, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We got home and everything was fine. <laughs> um, so that's it. Yeah, that's so it for this episode. We're going to be checking out a bunch one. of other things. Uh, we're going to we be checking like five out five more shows, at least, yeah. maybe more. Uh, we, we know for sure that we're going to be seeing Crazy Bitch. 
John Bennett versus Ray Donovan. Uh, like a Generation, we're going to be seeing There Is No I in Fail, and we're going to be seeing The Devil, The Dame, and or The Detective, The Dame, and The Devil. Yeah. Those are at least the next five shows that we're going to be going seeing. We might be seeing others over the course of the next couple of days, but we're definitely going to be going to see those five. As always, if you see us, come say hey and share this and follow us on Facebook and uh, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, it. Do Twitter. all the social media things. And we don't keep, have Snapchat, so no. don't even try. Keep friend. Who, who even uses Snapchat anymore? Like everyone. Like only millennials. <laughs> uh, and keep the fringe buzz going, everybody. Happy fringe. Fringe on. Those sweet, sweet piano tunes you're listening to right now come courtesy of Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude. Oh man, that was some great podcasting, wasn't it? Anyhow, be sure as always to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, add us on iTunes, buy our stuff, and basically try as hard as you can to make us happy in every single way possible. Uh, of course, be sure to check back every day on 9to5.cc for comics on Wednesdays, podcasts on Thursdays, Scott or Sophie's art on Fridays, and seriously, we'll try as hard as we can to get Zombies and Loathing, Fuck Mondays, and Templars back as soon as we can. Thanks for listening, everyone. 9to5.cc We're not working. Why should you?